0: Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of the Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller.
1: Welcome everyone. So happy you've joined us on this beautiful day and in- Utah in the U.S. Um, I'm Marge Bowen. I'm here with my wonderful friend Margaret Miller and we're Mystic Margaritas. And what can I say about today's topic? It's about control. And I just feel like I have absolutely no control over how this is going to go. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I actually um, I'm trying to let go of control of this uh, thing. I try to organize usually our our shows, our live broadcasts a bit for me. And in, you know, in looking this over, I, I felt like I ran into, I don't, uh, resistance, which is interesting, isn't it? And then I, I opened up to a few things and then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to let go of this. And I started contemplating the role of control in my own life. Um, and especially my earlier years. And I My mother was very authoritarian and so she she needed a lot of control and you know she was home a lot with three kids and you know that's what she knew was trying to control so i grew up having having my life basically controlled pretty tightly uh well past my teenage years and and then i left home and got out on my own and then i i pretty much gave up any kind of control and just went for life right and found that oh you've got to control some things <laughs> it would be good to have control of some things <laughs> but I think that was a natural response to having that growing up with that kind of control and real, my soul was searching for well what if you know what if I didn't have anybody control controlling me anymore now, what can I open up to? And, you know, opening up to everything isn't always the best decision. <laughs> we have to, you know, learn to dance with um, what to control within ourselves and outside of ourselves and when to let go
2: of control. That is that is the dance of life right there. Yeah, that's a beautiful um, reflection and and. Um realization or or awareness to have too about ourselves is you know I think this is such a basic topic for I don't know anyone who couldn't relate to this topic either about being controlled and how they how much they like that or don't like that right or um being out of control or wanting to control everything in our lives I think it's it's such a basic um uh learning that we go through right up right from birth right we when we are born we don't have a, a lot of control over much <laughs> you know even our bodily processes right we don't have a control over much and and someone else has that control over when we eat when we you know when we receive our care uh you know just the basic things so it comes down to this really um basic uh needs whether those needs are being fulfilled or not and so it's about control if we if we you know boil it down it really is about whether our needs are being met or not at first and where our boundaries are like you know, who can come in and have control over us. And so it's like, uh, it it really stirs up some fight or flight kinds of um, activities right from the start. And I noticed that, you know, as we were getting ready, you know, it's like, wow, I, I'm I'm having some juice around this. I'm having some <laughs> physical reactions around this topic. And where I... Uh, feel a lack of control or too much um, control in my own life. So I'm excited to see what unfolds here.
1: <laughs> well, it's really great that you talk about, you know, being children and, and that we, you know, our parents do have control over us. Uh, but, but part of, and then we turn three, right? And three-year-olds try to explore uh, their surroundings. That All of a sudden in their mind, they're se- a little bit separate from mom. So they can begin to explore, and then we get into consequences, right, and punishment. And so now we've got these, now we start to, to develop some boundaries, but they, those boundaries, if we learn some boundaries, may have associated with them some great consequence or punishment or pain which is embedded, of course, in the subconscious. And so, yeah, it gets really tricky. And, you know, we, we are raised in our society and in our culture to control ourselves, right? Control our mind, control our bodies by exercising and what we put in. we're always striving usually to be healthy, which means controlling what we put in our bodies, what we feed our mind, controlling ourselves emotionally, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. And, um, Every step of the way, I think we are faced with sometimes our our deepest, darkest selves, you know, and um, I have to say that that as I think about how I grew up um, and what I, I really grew up not learning boundaries very well, I had a lot of boundaries given to me by others. So to, to really adopt those as my own or create my own boundaries, I didn't really know how to do that. And if, if people have grown up in those situations, usually what happens is we get to a place where all of a sudden it's it's the what, what we've referred to in the past as the two by four method, right? Where some mm-hmm. crisis happens that brings one to their knees. And all of a sudden from that, from the depths of hell <laughs> come... Our inner ability to rise above that, to rise up, and to find something within ourselves to um, go forward from there. And that's of course the beauty. So in that process, you know, we learn how to how to be the authority of self. And there's a lot that goes into that, of course. Many, many aspects that go into the inner authority, and I think we we learn that, and learn it differently in every decade of our lives.
2: Oh wow! Yes, I think you're right about that, and and this. So that's a that's where I'm going to start too, as well, is is um, sort of looking back at my early childhood, and how those things were developed. In in my life, same same sort of a a a feeling where uh, I didn't have I didn't have a lot I didn't have any control over most things like my my body was not my own (laughs) my you know there was a lot of things that happened in my childhood where there were no no appropriate boundaries. And I didn't learn what they were. There were boundaries placed on me. For instance, I could not speak unless I was spoken to. (laughs) And if I did, right. If I did, there was, uh, you know, especially at the dinner table, you don't speak unless you're spoken to. And, and if I spoke in a, if I had a tone of voice with my mother, you know, if there was a tone of voice that my dad didn't like, right. (laughs) That was another thing. If I made any noise when moving through the living room. Okay. So I walked, uh, you know, I walked on tiptoes through the living room, Uh, you know, uh, things that I did all the way into adulthood. And I discovered at some point that I, if I was in my parents' house, I tiptoed through the living room. (laughs) I walked on my uh, tiptoes. And so, yeah. So a lot of different areas of control and how that came out was very similar. Um, maybe a little bit more explosive in, in my case, where where um, I had no boundaries in life. It was like I was out of control when I, you know, when I left home, my life was out of control. I was out of control. I was expressing myself in in very, you know what would be socially inappropriate ways and all all kinds of things in order to, you know, in order to find, uh, ultimately to find some balance in that. And I did, the two by four method, but I did it.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think that's true for most people, you know, and that's what makes the the two by four so valuable. And I think we can (laughs) get caught up in, because I think, well, we can get up in judgment, right? And we can get caught up in judgment. And that's what keeps us from, really excavating the gems of the two by four and, um, and judgment is all through what you're speaking of, you know, the tiptoeing through there's judgment all through that. And that's how we learn to judge ourselves. And so, you know, there's such richness in going through that, the, the really painful parts of our lives, but I, and, you know, I want to just say that when I got through one payf- painful part of my life, Um, I sat on the other side and realized, oh my gosh, I, I'm strong. And that was pretty courageous to get through that. And we all have that. I think that's such an important thing to to, to have conversation around is our own innate ability to have courage and to be able to have the strength to move forward from anywhere we want to be, you know,
2: Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm.
1: move forward. And uh, I think we lose track of that sometimes because we're beating ourselves up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as as I even shared that little part of my story, uh, my story is so mild compared to a lot of people that I work with and, and what they grew up with, you know, in terms of the severity of those kinds of things. And but, but recognizing that we all are going to be, we, we are all faced with this. This is a basic, basic um, programming of children. And, sure. you know, and, and we do have to learn those, you know, where, where like you were talking about, where we well, I could really use some control in this area because I'm a little bit out of control. And, and to be able to do any of that, to be able to um, come into balance in a place where uh, before somebody else had complete control over our lives in, in that area and, and now we're taking responsibility for it, that's, that is courageous. Like you said, it's like, wow, we, I did that. <laughs> So being able to um, reflect on, in our own lives and see how we've been able to, um, you know, gain control over things that are important to us. It's not that control itself is a bad thing, I guess is what I'm trying to get to.
1: It makes me think of the progression of energy in the chakra system, right? The root Mm -hmm. chakra where we begin with our tribe, you know, our families and feeling, do we feel safe and secure? And in what ways do we not feel safe safe and secure in the stress that that lends itself and our beginning of trust and our beginning of boundaries. And then we move into second chakra, which is about going beyond family into relationships and needing clear boundaries, but, and also being able to Have fun in life and experience pleasure, you know, because if we feel um, suppressed, if you will, if we feel controlled to a point where we don't even know which way to turn in order to to have who am I when I'm fun or when I experience pleasure, what is pleasure to me and what does that even look like? Right. So that's where we begin seeking outside of ourselves with other people to do that. And we can still get hooked up in the blame and shame and guilt and all of that of, of Uh, in doing that as we explore and establish healthy boundaries so that we can have healthy relationships. And then we move into third chakra, you know, and that's where we move into action and our self-worth and our ability to really, um, to really create, begin to create, you know, uh, who we are in the world. I won't continue on. I may get to that later, but.
2: Okay. Okay. So I I really enjoy it when you um, bring this any of our conversations into the chakra system because it really brings us right back into our bodies. And this is so crucial. It's such a it's such the most basic tool. It's it's an interesting tool. It's the most basic tool of the mystic. And you would think it would be the opposite. And so I want to talk some more. I want to hear more about the the chakras as we when we come back from break so um you're listening to marge bowen and margaret miller on mystic margaritas on inspired choices network and we will be right back
0: have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is dancing with a mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com.
1: Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? email, become a host at inspirechoicesnetwork.com.
0: This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Margaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: And here's a shout out to Jack. Hi, Jack. Glad you're on the call today. So um, this controlling to self-actualization, Margaret. Um, <laughs> we've talked a bit about controlling, and you know, self-actualization that that speaks of heart. And before break, I was talking about the heart chakras, and I mean the chakras. And so from third chakra or or solar plexus, you know, we go to heart chakra, and heart chakra, you know, this is this is love and compassion and so this is where we have deep wounds right our heart wounds and so if we've grown up in a family where we didn't have a voice and and uh much of our much of ourselves was controlled by by others um there's deep wounds in the heart around that because we a lot of that is shielded right we may not have such a great sense as we grow up as as to our own heart and what that means and what that embodies. And um, that's where we begin to shut off to other people. We've learned to do that, right? We build up walls, we put on masks Mm -hmm. to survive what we did. And and now we're operating as adults in the world with a a heart that is um, wounded and protected. And um, then it's necessary to begin to understand that. And for a while, of course, if we have a wounded heart, we if we move into throat chakra, that's what we're expressing in the world. So as we express our wounded heart, we attract others with the same wounding and we end up in relationships that perhaps, you know, uh, offer us some challenges and ability to learn opportunity, I should say, to learn about our own wounding and be able to get honest with that and get real with that and then we move into our brow chakra and that is about being able to see those wounds and being be able to have the vision for something different and even listening to the quiet most quiet part of our soul which is our intuitive self to get other perspectives and then finally as we learn all of that beauty of the brow you know we're we relate to our crown chakra, which is really um, knowing who we are. So it's a beautiful energetic journey. And you're right, that embodies our, our body as well, of course, because we can't separate our energy from our body, from our emotions, from our thoughts. We can't separate any of it. So it's a fun journey, um, this journey from controlling energy to self-actualization. And I'm reminded of uh, something that I, read a long time ago from a book um, about the Buddha. And, and it, it's about the path of the Buddha. And I'd just like to share that for a minute because I really think as we talk more about this, um, this will kind of integrate throughout what we're gonna say going forward. But the path of the Buddha, the first one is allowing. That's the first path is allowing, allowing, okay, allowing what has happened to me and how it's shaped me and what it's gifted to me. And then the second one is receiving. And what am I open to receiving both from my own experiences but from others as well, from others feedback of me, uh, from, from things greater than myself, information that's coming in from that maybe I don't quite understand. The third one is accepting. What am I accepting of my, about myself or not accepting about myself? What am I accepting or not accepting of others or of this situation? And then the next thing is appreciating. And that gets even broader, doesn't it? Appreciating every aspect of, of the journey and the information. And the final one is letting go. So I think as we go from decade to decade in this life, from experience to experience, we're visiting every one of those and we deepen the lessons of the path of the Buddha as we go along, whether we're allowing, receiving, accepting, appreciating, or letting go or not doing any of those things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and as you were as you were going through those steps and also going through the, the chakras, what I was noticing and be, you know, really becoming aware of is that my, uh, like the first act of control for me was actually disassociation, <laughs> leaving the body completely <laughs> so that it's I didn't really have to a, deal with
1: it. It's a brilliant survival strategy. It is,
2: it is. And, and so, and, and coming to the, talking about learning how to appreciate these things like allowing, and then, you know, uh, I can't remember all of the steps yet, but uh, allowing and and accepting receiving, accepting uh, appreciating and letting go. Yeah. Appreciating, letting go. Thank you for helping me. (laughs) Um, As we, as we learn how to come back into the body, like anyone who is, you has used that tactic. And I would say that, you know, a lot of people listening to this, this would have been one of their tactics right? Survival tactics, uh, uh, growing up is dissociation. And then as we mature and we learn how to come back into our body, we, we have to learn uh, some really, really deep skills in order to really be embodied. And like, for me, that turned into some of my greatest gifts and, and led me to, um, teach uh the energy the reiki in a different way than most people teach reiki i teach it as a um as a path towards self-actualization because being able to control the energy in your body being able to be aware of what is going on in your body energetically being able to be aware of how what how you're being emotionally triggered and to be able to choose The response, instead of reacting, you know, becoming the steward of one's own energy, that's like my, it's my mantra to all of my Reiki students, because it's like, it's so powerful. And I say to them all the time, it's like, we have one thing that we have the ability to be in control of in this life. Truly, we have one thing, and that is our own energy. And beyond that, we are you know, we don't really have control over anything else, life or death, right? We don't. That's
1: (laughs) right. And that was so brilliantly said. And you were talking about, you know, the the inner authority and the inner leadership, right? Being the inner leader of self. And um, disassociation, by the way, if if anyone listening to this doesn't understand what that is, I have clients that I'm always checking um, uh, to see if they are disassociating, because if they are and I, I kind of get a heads up if I ask them, how does that feel in your body? And they say, I don't know. That is a red flag that they may not be associating. So disassociation is not associating with your whole mind, body energy. Okay. You're disconnected in some way. And um, it is very common. And so exactly what you just described, Margaret, Um The power of understanding our energetic, knowing that we're energetic in nature and what that means for us in being able to observe and feel and choose. You said that beautifully, um, is the power of the inner authority and the inner leader. That is exactly what it is. And so going and that describes beautifully this process of going from controlling you know, controlling others, feeling out of control yourself and moving into self-actualization. Because if we stay in the state of either trying to control too much or not feeling like we have any control at all, we can stay very easily in victim energy or martyr energy, which is sacrificing self for others, and rob ourselves really of happiness when we do that. Mm -hmm. It's misery.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And So you're, you're right. The only choice we, well, we, we have many choices, but one very important choice is that I can choose to take responsibility for my own experience, actions, reactions, um, awarenesses, perceptions, beliefs, beliefs that need to be changed,
2: beliefs that are working for me, you know, all, all of it. And all of that is, contingent upon being embodied yes being in our bodies and you know this that's that's something that I feel like um, when we're talking about decades this is something that really really came in in for me in past my 30s it was way past my 30s maybe even you know 40s and 50s where I'm you know I'm still still coming into a place of really understanding what embodiment is and being able to pay attention to that inward uh, focus, right? I have a, I have a lot of things that I kind of want to say about this, but the, um, what came up, what popped into my head for some reason was controlled breathing, being able to control our breathing, and how powerful that is as a tool. And I, and I just remembered, as I was thinking about that, that in reading the, the gene key, the 21st gene key, which is Control Authority val- Valor, um, Richard Rudd's gene keys, um, he talks about uh, the breathing and, and that the, the physiology of this gene key is the lungs. And so that is was sort of a basic um, awareness that I had in my life around gaining control of my myself, gaining control of my uh, emotions, gaining control of my energetic system, right? Becoming the steward of my own energy, uh, one of the first pathways for me was noticing my breath and noticing how much time I spent in this really shallow, quick breathing or holding my breath and not breathing at all for unknown periods of time. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and and I think... Lung is perfect, the lung energy because it, you know, there's so much wrapped up in lung energy um, in the body. I mean, it's the lungs, you know, breathe, breathe in oxygen and and breathes out carbon dioxide. So it's it's a detox organ. So it's breathing and think something we need and letting helping us let go of something we don't need. It's also very much based in our own self worth. Grief can be a big, so lungs and the heart chakra are very related. And so grief can be a big piece of lung energy and um, breathing in life. And, you know, I always think, I don't know why, but I have this image of a tornado because, you know, in the, or or a hurricane, but right, let's say a hurricane, because in the eye of the hurricane is complete stillness, right? So I think of that still point when you were talking about breath, I automatically have thought about different times in my life where there is this complete still point and there's chaos going on all around me. But if I can access that part of myself, that breath part that stills my mind and stills everything so that I'm in tune with everything going on with me, but I am breathing in it to the point where I'm so integrated. It's actually really a very powerful experience. doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened numerous times for me, and it's amazing when it does. And that's what I strive for more and more, <laughs> of course.
2: Right, right. Yeah. It's such a beautiful tool to have and, and to be reaching for that in our lives, that still point. I love that you brought that particular term into. It's a it's a dear term to my heart. <laughs> so, so let's talk more about this when we come back from break. You're listening to Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. And that was mouthful. <laughs> Have you ever wondered
0: what mysticism truly is? Dancing with a mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margaritas Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margaritas Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspirechoicesnetwork.com You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: All right, we're back. This is Marge Bowen. I'm with Margaret Miller on Inspire Choices Network. So the energy, the energy of the inner authority um, and the inner leader. And, you know, Deepak Chopra, he said, being in, in touch with the soul is the secret of great leadership. And I know he 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 talked about that in a book called The Soul of Leadership. But you know, as we talk about the inner leadership, so being a leader of our own self, our own soul, um, I think it really rings true, don't you? Because we do, we are a leader of self, and uh, that speaks to what we've been talking about, which is you know opening up to our best inner self. And, you know, life is a, is a great teacher, isn't it? And aging is the great equalizer because, you know, we learn as we age that we don't have as much control over things as we think, whether it's our children and, uh, you know, as they grow up and then get married and have children and then have their own lives. And that, or it's maybe our bodies, because as we age, you know, our bodies change. And we may not have as much control over our bodies as we maybe did at one time in our lives. And, um, you know, our culture changes, uh, as we all know, and we may not have as much control socially or in our culture. So there's so many aspects of life that teaches us about control and about how to turn inward with self in order to um, maneuver through these cha- the changing times in our own lives For decades. Mm
2: -hmm. I really like the term inner authority. I like the feeling of it and I like that there is is such um, innate power in that wording and in the energy behind it because this is truly where you know our our own personal or power you know emanates from and and uh, is is generated from is from that internal inter- place, and I want to share. Um, it's an interesting Sabian symbol for today, and I want to share that the today's Sabian symbol, which is 17 degrees of Aries. So here we are still, we're right in the middle of Aries, and Aries, you know, it, it really is about. Uh, developing the inner authority it's that's the Aries energy it's it's uh it's about the self and developing that that inner authority and the fire from within like the fire that that fuels our heart and so forth and so um but anyway the Sabian symbol is kind of interesting it says two prim spinsters sitting together in silence now i was triggered by the word spinster because it's such a negative it has a, a really negative connotation you know especially in today's society but in general because it it meant that if if a woman chose or by circumstances was not married that she was of a lesser lesser class right but the 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 symbol is uh, just that it's a symbol it's an archetype and what it's talking about is turning within to experience our true selves and it's developing the poise and the serenity to to be with ourselves and to learn who we are and to um be in great uh, awe and appreciation of what's in here (laughs) and so you know so I was struggling with whether I was going to bring this up or not because I didn't know how I was going to move through the spinster (laughs) part energy part of it right like what that brought up with me because I have I have dear friends who have chosen in this life not to uh, to do their life solo not solo I mean they have deep deep relationships and deep community right but they don't have a spouse and 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 they have this um inner authority that is profound and so i thought wow what an awesome uh coincidence right A awesome serendipity that that this is today's sabian symbol
1: well you know that, that is that's really beautiful and and i think that um You know when one travels relying on themselves mostly then they they have to know themselves right and and that's what they build their life around that and so for those of us that maybe have been have grown up mostly in families and gone to marriages you know and have grown up like myself you know you give you know you're the giver you know, you're the giver. I was a middle child of two brothers. You know, there were there were girl jobs and there were boy jobs, and you know, and I grew up in a in a religion that says you know, women are the care, caretakers, right? So I was the giver. I mean, I was I did really well at giving, and I didn't know. I didn't know myself because I was always giving according to what everybody else thought I should be doing, right? How I should be, how I should be giving. And um, so it took me a long time to fit, to, to A, be okay with receiving. Again, one of the path of the Buddhas is receiving, being able to receive. And then also in understanding the balance for myself, the boundaries necessary and the balance between giving and receiving so that I could stand within myself strongly. Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting. And and I love that. I love having, having friends in my life, people in my life that have all these different rich experiences, because I, I love listening to their perceptions and their beliefs and um, how they came to those.
2: It teaches me so much. Yeah. And being open, being open to the different, you know, people's life experiences and, and like when I just come bringing this back into the looking at control and inner authority, like those people, when, when somebody has inner authority, then they, they inadvertently become leaders in some way you know they they influence uh, in other people's lives because you can feel it you you know when somebody has that inner authority and they're not trying to control you and they're not trying to control everything around them and they and and so so there's a there's this that beautiful thing that happens is that then you can then they these people can um, contribute to whatever, um, group or community or, or the world in, you know, in this incredible service and people will follow them naturally and they don't want to be followed. Right. They don't necessarily, I mean, it's like, it doesn't mean nothing to them.
1: This, this so describes my husband. So I, and I, he's an Aries. (laughs) <laughs> so I you know so it's perfect really because here I am right and I'm giving 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 and I'm trying to figure out how when when do I get mine kind of thing you know am I always giving who am I anyway and so I marry this man who is total Aries I mean he is talk about inner authority and what he does for people around him energetically and I've seen this with my niece is he gives them permission And I think that's what we do when we operate from our own inner authority, whatever that looks like, because it can look different for different people that gives other people permission to be who they are truly down to the core, you know, and that's why it's leader. That's why it's an inner leadership, you know, and finding that in ourselves, because then we lead the way for others to be able to find that in themselves
2: yes yeah (laughs) that's beautiful yeah that's a that's a beautiful example and 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 uh jen's asking is that a distinct aries quality and and i'd say i that it is one it can be one uh if it's if it's well developed right if if you're an aries and you're still in the um Beginning stages of unfolding in your in your own um, development and your own and your own evolution, it might look more like I'm really self-centered and I'm really you know I I it's me 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 and I don't care about anything else. But when it's when it turns into the higher octave of it right? When we are talking about moving the energy and the frequency into a higher frequency, then yes, that's a distinct Aries quality is having that higher in it, right? You can Yeah. And up the up inner, up. yeah, just really being up. the leader of themselves and in, in that being able to be, to lead others. So yeah, that's, um, I think that you make a great point here uh, to address about, um,
1: you know, it, because we do, we tend to simplify things sometimes when we speak about them, but you know, we are all so complex and we all have many, many energies. And so, you know, there's many aspects of, of, of who we are. And so we're not just one thing. And so um, it's the same thing in all of our energy fields. There's the yin and the yang and the I Ching, right? So it's this, dance between the masculine, the feminine, the, the excessive energy, the deficient energy, the cold energy, the hot energy. I mean, it's all who we are, which is, again, why it's so important to really have this understanding of our energetic selves and how we can tune in, monitor and observe the changes in that that will lead the way to what's going on with ourselves and how to adjust accordingly. hmm
2: yay yes know thyself right, right. this is <laughs> the, the mantra <laughs> let's Good let's love. do everything that we possibly can to know, know, and, know, know
1: and love thyself
2: <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> no but you have to know yourself to really be able to truly appreciate all of the nuances right it doesn't mean that we have to, you know, this is this is like the teachings, you know, in the gene keys. This is why this is such a powerful thing in my life. The gene keys are are really a, a living transmission that allows us to deeply go in to our shadows, our gifts, and our enlightenments. Where we are in in that in that um part of our lives and and to appreciate all of it you know we're not trying to eliminate the shadow we're actually trying to embrace the shadow so that it can unfold into the gifts that it that it truly is right so that's that's one method i mean so many different methods and what you were talking about in terms of the astrological chart yeah the sun you know if if you're an aries sun that's part of that's a very strong part because the the sun is a very strong energy in the chart but there's lots of other energies that are influencing that and the and the makeup of that is so delicious i'd love to look at your chart (laughs) you know i mean i'm just i'm always excited to look at people's charts and to help them to come into that understanding so let's go ahead and take a break now if uh you're ready marge are we ready Um, yeah okay okay so you're listening to marge bowen and margaret miller on inspired choices network we're mystic margaritas
0: Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with a mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspirechoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mystic margaritas at gmail.com. Now back to the
1: program. Margaret, it's so great to be with you again on mystic margaritas. This is March Bowen. Welcome back everybody. Um, can we talk about self-actualization? What do you think, Margaret? What do you think are, A couple of key steps to really actualizing self we've talked about several things here we're giving ideas but just to sort of sum it up for the last part of our our show what do you think
2: yeah i i can't help it i'm always going to come back to embodiment and i'm always going to you know it's it really is the first step. We have to be able to be in here to be able to feel what's going on. <laughs> we have to be able to turn our attention inward and really be with whatever is going on inside, the good, the bad, and the ugly, <laughs> right? And and recognize, uh, our, recognize that and to be able to... Um, then start to have uh, awareness of what our energy is doing in our body, right? What, what happens when we get triggered? What happens when we're joyful? What happens when, you know, when different things are, go on in our life and that we have choice over how to respond to life? I think those are, um, those, those not, may not be the basic enough steps, that, but that's what comes to my mind, first of all
1: good steps and there are many many distractions we create aren't there that keep us from being aware of those things um you know many distractions such as drama in a relationship you know drama is an interesting thing a lot a lot of people really thrive on drama and drama is a great distraction you know to because i can be so tuned into the drama itself that i'm losing track of how it's affecting me and how I'm adding to the drama, things like that. Another one is uh, a great distraction is. Um, hang on, it was right at the top of my head here, and now I'm losing it. You um, got oh, busyness, busyness. Sorry, what did you say? I said you got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> distracted, busyness. You know, staying so busy that you never, you know, I. I I mean, I, I learned that one really well. Busy, busy, busy. So, so you don't have to feel, right? And you don't have to, you know, pe- when people stop being so busy, this is why stillness is so important, right? When you stop being so busy and you, you get quiet, that's why meditation is, has been so popular in the last several decades, because then you start to hear in a different way and you start to feel because it's easy to just be distracted from that in our busyness, so, I think too, part of getting to the inner authority is listening, is quieting self long enough to,
2: to be able to hear the currents that are going on in self. Yes. Yes. And, and that, you know, that always brings me back to the, the thing that you, I'm going I'm to say every time we talk, right? Which is bring your attention, your energy, awareness down into your heart center. Right. Take nice, deep breaths. Allow yourself to be there. Allow yourself to feel allow the quietness that's in here, because the heart, even though there's the wounds and and everything is is contained in the heart, too, that there's an incredible peace that if that starts to become really apparent when we spend some time there in that quiet. So all of the tools that we have that bring us into that stillness, bring us into that still point that you were talking about earlier too. It really is that anything that we can do to quiet the mind, come into the body, be embodied, be aware of who we are and start to be and gentleness. Mm mm-hmm. being able to be gentle, (laughs) being able to be gentle with ourselves instead of being so controlling over how things appear or how things are happening, how things, you know, uh, I've got to be, I have to be kind all the time. Otherwise I'm a, a complete jerk, right? You know, baloney. You don't, that's not true, right? Be gentle with yourself you got to feel all of it. It's
1: beautiful. And when I'm working with people on limiting beliefs, uh, there's something I have them say, repeat after me, and that is I make the commitment to kindly, gently, lovingly, and supportively. And then it goes on to the belief but uh, to transmute those things, transmute, transcend, dissolve. And so it, it is. It's an approach of gentleness and kindness and, of course, when we offer that to, the, to ourselves, we're able to extend that out into the world in a, in a better way. Um, but also we need to lighten up, right? We need to lighten up. We need to have some fun with this. We get so, I know I'm, I'm personally, you know, I, I personally have been known to get a little too serious <laughs> and, and, and it's really kind of funny because I love to have fun. That's my favorite thing. I love to laugh. I love to have fun like that. My energy goes real high when I'm doing those things and, but I can get too serious. And so we need to lighten up, you know, give, cut ourselves a break. My gosh, who says we were
2: supposed to figure all this out in this life? (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? That's right. (laughs) I I love that you brought seriousness into that because that's, you know, that is, it's actually one of my shadows. It's the shadow of my life's work in, in the gene keys and the gift is delight. It's just to be delighted. right? Right. And and but the seriousness leads to this incredible amount of constriction in our body that makes things no fun at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can crash the party like nobody's business. <laughs> and, it's,
1: it, and it's really this whole conversation about this fun and all of that leads us to Mystic Margaritas. It's really part of why you and I um, decided to do this because we work alone often. I mean, we're working with clients, but we work alone, you know, as entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and and uh, we wanted to have some fun and have some fun exploring these great topics and contemplations
2: and and our thoughts about it. So it's really why we're here. Exactly. Ooh, so I want to kind of mention what we're going to talk about next week. Perfect. Next week, it looks like we are talking about how expectations stall progress in life, how we get stopped by our expectations. Oh boy, this could be possible. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a little juicy. <laughs> Good, I'll look forward to that one. <laughs> yeah, so so I think I said, uh, how, are you aware of how completely our expectations are able to take us out of present moment awareness? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you find yourself often disappointed by unrealized expectations, right? ouch yeah okay we're gonna have fun with this one everybody
1: all right hold on to your britches you're gonna start seeing this
2: in the next week (laughs) i know right so this is what we always do we always have to go dive in and and be the laboratory ourselves (laughs) don't you think to do it for you we love you (laughs) oh thank you so much for joining us today we look forward to seeing you again bye everybody Yay, Mystic Margaritas!
0: (laughs) Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.